0: David Bond Reflections for Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. A call to far-reaching faith. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1-12 Finally, brothers, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not all have faith but the lord is faithful he will establish you and guard you against the evil one and we have confidence in the lord about you that you are doing and will do the things we command may the lord direct your hearts to the love of god and to the steadfastness of christ now we command you brothers in the name of our lord jesus christ that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition you have received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day that we might not be a burden for any of you. It was not because we do not have the right but to give you In ourselves, an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. I just finished recording a program for Evangelical Life Ministries. It will air on November 27th, Thanksgiving weekend. In that program, I listed five things for which I am thankful. In reverse order of importance, they are things I can taste, touch, smell, see, or hear, the freedom we have as citizens of the United States, so germane this day after Election Day, the family of God, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my family, wife, children, their spouses, our grandchildren, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and cousins, and the goodness and grace of God fully shown in Jesus Christ. In regard to that last and most important one, I quoted Psalm 107, verse one: 1, oh, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I so appreciate the word steadfast, unmoving, absolutely reliable, unwavering, always there, neither flighty nor fickle. So when Paul speaks of directing our hearts toward the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ, I especially take notice. It might be that we are being urged to express the love of God to one another and reflect Christ's steadfast commitment to God in all we do. That's not necessarily wrong. Jesus commands us to love one another as he loved us, and to be steadfast in faith is not an unfamiliar calling. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, says James, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. That's James 1, verse 12. This calling is connected with Jesus' resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15:58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I believe this is certainly true of Paul's intent here. But there is yet another way to think of this, and as such it becomes very encouraging, the call to living a steadfastly faithful life. I think of Jesus' perfect steadfastness toward doing the will of the Father. He was steadfast in seeking and saving the lost. He was steadfast in speaking and embodying the truth in every situation. He was steadfast in obeying the will of the Father. He was steadfast in uplifting the humble and bringing down the arrogant. He was steadfast in teaching his disciples and giving them the commission of making disciples. He never wavered. Having our hearts directed to Christ's steadfastness is a call to far-reaching faith. If our hearts are directed to Jesus, certainly we will reflect his character to others around us. The same can be said of God's love. It is unwavering, absolutely reliable, completely certain, positively present, reliably available. As our hearts are directed toward God's steadfast love, we will be secure enough to risk loving others. Paul here is speaking about our hearts, which will determine our actions. If our hearts are directed toward God's love and the steadfastness of Jesus, we will not merely give a nod of acknowledgement to these things. We will embrace and reflect them toward others. You cannot reflect what you do not see. You cannot give God's love if you've not received it. You cannot be steadfast if you're not convinced of Jesus' steadfastness. And even when we've received God's love and been convinced of Jesus' steadfastness, we need constantly to turn our hearts toward Jesus for his never-ending supply of love and grace. Thankfully, it is never-ending, steadfast, reliable, perpetually present. May our hearts be drawn toward that and our faith embrace them and give us courage and the will to express them to others. We'll be blessed by it and bless others in the process as well. (laughs) David Vaughn Reflections